Tony DeCopel, and welcome to CBS Mornings On The Go. Ahead on this Monday, December 4th, the question with an answer here on CBS Mornings, is your ability to vote at risk? We know you got the right, but after claims of voter fraud during the 2020 presidential election, CBS News investigates an effort from the right to purge the nation's voter registration rolls ahead of the upcoming election. If your name is not on those rolls, you cannot exercise your right. Also, Anthony Mason introduces us to an internet sensation. Her name is Amelia de Moldenberg, who's she? Well, she's the creator and the host of a viral comedy series called Chicken Shop Dates. She interviews celebrities and restaurants for that series. All chicken shops, all restaurants in and around London. Got to be in the UK. She's been doing it for 10 years. Millions of people tune in. Also, holiday spending. It can really take a chunk out of your bank account, but we're here to help. Consumer Reports' Brian Vines is here with some of the best ways to save on groceries. All that and more after these messages. Hey, hey, Prime members, talking to you. You can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And CBS News has been investigating a grassroots effort to purge voter rolls ahead of the 2024 election. People are convinced that the lie that voter fraud is what robbed Donald Trump of the presidency in 2020. Well, a large number of these folks, generally coming from the right, activists is what they are, have been sifting through registration lists and now questioning their fellow citizens' qualifications to exercise the vote. Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett has this story for us. Major, good morning. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, everyone. There is indeed a national effort underway to police voter registration rolls. What looks at first to citizen detectives as something fishy can often be an innocent or technical error. But that doesn't mean the right to vote isn't jeopardized. Consider the case of 55-year-old Gulf War veteran James McWhorter of DeKalb County, Georgia. Enter this Kroger in suburban Atlanta, make a quick left, and you will find Master Barber James McWhorter holding court. They give it to him. For 20 years, McWhorter used this barber shop as his mailing address. In October, the county sent him an unusual letter. His voter status was being challenged. I had to put on my glasses just to make sure, you know, it said what it was saying. McWhorter was told to respond or risk the cancellation of your voter registration. Why would someone challenge my right to vote. The county was not challenging McWhorter's right to vote. A citizen of DeKalb County was. Her name, Gail Lee. She filed this document alleging McWhorter had improperly registered to vote using a commercial address. Lee went to McWhorter's barbershop and took pictures to prove the point. Had you ever met Gail Lee? No, I didn't know Mrs. Lee from a can of paint. I think God has been leading me in this. Gail Lee is a retiree who lives with her husband. She invited us to the back porch of her suburban DeKalb County home. What is your feeling about who won the 2020 election? I believe Donald Trump won the election. 
Lee became convinced something was wrong with voting in Georgia, this despite three recounts confirming Trump's loss. Lee started scrutinizing voter rolls. They are bloated unnecessarily. Lee and other citizen sleuths devote hours each week to inspecting county rolls, looking for signs of what they suspect is rampant fraud, such as names that appear more than once or data suggesting a registrant is deceased. I am requesting that these challenges brought before you today be removed from the list of electors. Each challenge requires a hearing to decide if the voter will be stricken from registration rolls. How many challenges have you filed? I think it's only about 500. She says only because some in her citizen network have challenged far more. We found more than 80,000 challenges have been filed against Georgia voters since 2021, when the Republican-led legislature changed the law, allowing one citizen to challenge an unlimited number of voters. Well, welcome to our weekly uh, voter rolls uh, working group. This is not just happening in Georgia. CBS News obtained video of conservative activists strategizing how best to deploy voter challenges across the country. And I truly believe that there is fraud in the system, which is just not, it's not true. DeKalb County Election Board Chair Carly Swift told us the challenges instead identify administrative errors and technical violations that shouldn't deprive citizens of their right to vote. Her staff has spent hundreds of hours dealing with voter challenges that she said so far tend to target the same demographic categories. And it's young voters, it's people of color, and it's people that are unhoused. It took a toll. In 1991, James McWhorter returned from combat duty in the Gulf and struggled with alcohol and homelessness. When he last registered to vote in 2008, he used the only address he had, the barbershop. My friends, my family never knew I was displaced, never knew I was homeless. I would come back here after we would close, sleep here at the shop, get up an hour before we opened. Ten days after McWhorter learned his voter registration had been challenged, he defended his right to vote before the election board. I paid taxes here for 20 years, even though I was homeless. And for the first time, faced Gail Lee. For you to be able to challenge me, you have that right as a citizen of DeKalb County. But I served to give you that right. And it was hurtful that she would do something like that. Have you in your mind come up with an explanation of what the motive is? To disenfranchise. A certain demographic. I'm trying to put your foot on someone else's neck. I mean, all he had to do was call up the office and give him his address. It's not exactly a heavy foot. After the hearing, McWhorter, who is no longer homeless, updated his address to bring it into technical compliance. Gail Lee said the system worked. Can you understand how people who are African-American might feel this deeply, personally, in that your work feels threatening to them. I would think they would want their vote protected too, because someone who doesn't belong on the rolls would take away their vote. Make sure we have fair, honest elections first. Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger oversees Georgia elections and voter rolls. Is that core assumption that the system is riddled with fraud valid? No, we have objective voter rolls. They're clean, they're accurate. Gail Lee told us she wants fairness, not partisan advantage. But Raffensperger said elections in Georgia have never been fairer.
It's never been easier to vote. We are, we believe, the model for what election integrity, election accessibility should look like throughout the entire country. We pressed Raffensperger more than once on whether he supported mass citizen voter challenges. He says he's waiting on guidance from a federal court that is scrutinizing the practice. And until the court rules, Jerika, citizens like Gail Lee can keep filing unlimited voter challenges. Wow, you know, this really highlights the strategy being used to try and prevent people uh, from having their voices heard when they vote. Major, how many of these challenges have actually been successful? So these are Georgia numbers. Our investigation found that at least 12,000 challenges were upheld. It's about 15%, but election officials tell us that those challenges are overwhelmingly clerical errors and technical violations, not evidence of widespread fraud. Jerika? All right, we got to vote. Major Garrett, thank you. And of course, that's a fantastic, well-rounded, complete report there, including we heard from Raffensperger, the Secretary of State. Uh, 11,000 at least have been purged from the rolls. Mm -hmm. I mean, the margin of victory in Georgia was less than, or 12,000 has been been purged. The margin of victory in Georgia was less than 12,000. I mean, it's going to have a real meaningful difference. And we heard they were targeting certain types of voters who you might presume are voting for the Democrats. Three recounts. In their lives. Three Three recounts. (laughs) Turning now to the holidays, it's an expensive time of the year, and many families are looking to save money where they can, including on groceries. One recent survey shows that consumers overall are planning to spend an average, this is their plan anyway, of more than $1,600 this holiday season. They may go above that plan. And while inflation in general is cooling, Grocery prices are still high. Food prices up 3.3% from this time last year, according to the latest government data. How can we beat those prices? Consumer Reports' Brian Vines is here with ways you can save at the grocery store. Brian, love to have you here. Thank you for having me. I bought groceries yesterday. I asked the checkout person what the biggest uh, uh, price, uh, uh, ring-up price of the day had been, and she said she had two customers over $1,000. Wow. What we're seeing on average by some studies, we're paying $20 more every time we go to the grocery store than we did pre-pandemic. And a lot of us are proving that in our wallets. So So you say a way to find savings is to look for, quote, alternative protein sources. People don't like the sound of that. Explain. Uh It's still food. Uh, Alternative protein sources. You've seen the prices of beef and chicken and other meat that are just skyrocketing. But eggs were skyrocketing last year. They've come a little bit closer to Earth, so eggs are a great source of protein. It's complete. It's there. We love a bean. We love a legume. Mm -hmm. Meatless Mondays can happen any day of the week Mm -hmm. now. Like, Mm -hmm. have breakfast for dinner. Okay. Like, make toast, make eggs, have a pancake. You can save some money, and it really is complete sources of protein. Tabbouleh, Mm. oatmeal, like all of these things. Quinoa, there's so many delicious alternatives okay. to put in that meat. On that are filling. Mm-hmm. That are filling and delicious. Like Jose Andres is a big fan. He says every bite is delicious and consistent instead of that first two bites of meat that are juicy and lovely and then you're just chewing on something. So listen to Jose. What about using apps? You say that's another way that you can say big. Listen, apps are all over now, whether they're just checking the prices or mm-hmm. getting coupons or even things like Flip or Ibotta that give you rebates for everything you purchase in a store. You go in, you do your shopping, you lay your receipt down on the counter when you get back, snap a photo of it, and they actually have deals with manufacturers that put money back into your pocket in the form of gift cards or really cash. Okay, what about... I'm a fetch person myself. Take notes, fetch it Okay, so what about people who want to shop in bulk and they have those memberships to places like 
BJ's or Costco's. Yeah, yeah. Is the membership worth mm. the savings? That's something that you got to do the math on, right? Like, I personally do not find it for my New York-sized life that right. going to one of the Costco's, like, I love it when my mom unloads the minivan when I'm visiting. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't work in my life. But it works when I go in with my neighbors. Mm. Uh-huh. Someone's like, hey, we're going to Costco Saturday morning. Oh, okay. We can buy things in bulk and share them and distribute it, share the wealth, split the price. Little carpool grocery Absolutely. shopping. Absolutely, it works if you've got a that collective. Yeah, and you don't come home with eight pounds of mayonnaise. <laughs> like, you know, you <laughs> yeah, can yeah. divide and conquer. Make sure mm-hmm. you buy things mm-hmm. you use. Divide and, and Share the cost. So I have no problem doing this, but what about asking for a discount? How effective is that? You have not because you ask not. Whether you're a senior, you're a vet, you're a teacher, talk to the people in the grocery store and see what you can work out. That really is, doesn't cost anything. At the checkout aisle, they're going to give you a look like, um, the price is the price. I'm sorry. (laughs) Listen, you can go to that customer service before and find Uh, out, are there any deals? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a vet. I'm a senior, I'm a teacher. There are several categories. And even if you don't exactly fit into those, they might help you out just by saying, you know what? You can get this discount yeah. today. Or buy the store brand. That's buy right. the store brand is essential. You can save 20 to 25% every day. In other countries like Canada or the UK, store brands represent 60% of sales. Mm-hmm. Where in America, we're behind. Only 25% of us are going for that private label store yeah. brand. That's the Consumer Reports brand right there. That's right. No, <laughs> nothing wrong with store brand. People call me the Kirkland brand Michael Strahan, and I'm okay with it. Um, all right. <laughs> Brian Vines, we appreciate you. For much of the past decade, Dr. David Agus has been a CBS News medical contributor as well as a highly regarded cancer specialist. But back in March, when he was set to release a new book titled The Book of Animal Secrets, an L.A. Times investigation revealed that at least 95 passages in that work had been copied from other works, plagiarized. His co-writer, Kristen Loberg, later accepted responsibility for those copied passages, and the book was pulled from shelves. Dr. Agus says he then spent months on a rewrite. CBS Sunday Morning correspondent Lee Cowan spoke to Dr. Agus about moving forward and doing so in acknowledgement of his mistakes. I hope AI will enable us to look at not just, you know, did it grow slower or bigger, but every little change is going to tell us something. Long before Dr. David Agus became a doctor to power players like Apple co-founder Steve Jobs and Senator Ted Kennedy, and before Hollywood's A-listers started sharing their personal health struggles with him on camera, a young Dr. Agus thought he had a book in him. It was 1992, he was fresh out of medical school, but his first try, he says, never really got off the ground. But in the years since, he's become a noted oncologist and biomedical researcher at USC, and he's written several bestsellers. They were as easy to read as he is affable, and as part of his rise, he became a contributor at CBS News. I wrote books because I wanted to get information to the public, and working with a collaborator enabled me to do that while still able to do my day job, which is taking care of patients and doing research to find treatments for cancer. His fourth, The Book of Animal Secrets, was slated to be published by Simon & Schuster this past March. You know, we've been on the earth a million years, so has every animal creature. Their adaptations to live on this earth, the same earth we're on, we can learn from. But it turns out it was Agus who says he learned a lesson. I will say, Going forward, I'm going to do things myself. I accepted that somebody said it wasn't plagiarized, and obviously that was a wrong assumption. 
just days before it was released, the Los Angeles Times published the result of an investigation that alleged at least 95 passages in the book appeared to be lifted, sometimes word for word, from other sources without attribution. What was your first thought? I was shocked. I didn't know what to do. I called the publisher and I said, I don't want to publish this book. Um, I want to correct it before it comes out. Kristen Loberg, his now former collaborator, apologized in a statement to the L.A. Times, writing, I accept complete responsibility for any errors my work may have contained and for not appropriately crediting other people's work. CBS News reached out to Loberg, but got no response. Still, it was Dr. Agus's name on the cover, not hers. He accepted her sin as his own. Are you sorry? I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry it upset people. I'm sorry my reputation, you know, was damaged. I hope I can recover that, and I hope people will trust me going forward. Um, and I'm sorry I hurt patients in the mission. He says he made the corrections himself. And this week, his book of animal secrets is being re-released. It's risky to go back with the book, but I feel proud to do it. I'm excited to do it, but I am scared. <laughs> Are you still worried that it's impacted your credibility at all? Oh, sure. I mean, I'm in a business where normally people don't say negative things about me, right, as a cancer doctor. And so it affects my credibility. But I think what affects me the most is, you know, it affected my patients. And yet, he thinks the animal researchers he interviewed for the book do have important enough information that it's worth compiling it all together. When it comes to high blood pressure, for example, scientists say in giraffes, it's off the charts. But they generally don't suffer heart disease. Why? Scientists say dolphins, who continue to socialize in pods, decrease their chances of suffering dementia. So what does that say about human loneliness? And most significant, perhaps, to an oncologist is that elephants rarely seem to get cancer. There's a gene called P53, which corrects errors in the DNA. You and I have one copy. Every elephant on every continent have 20 copies of this gene. If we can recapitulate, we can prevent all cancers. But as the saying goes, elephants also never forget. Dr. David Agus doesn't necessarily expect his readers to forget, but he is hoping they can forgive. You know, I write books not for vanity, but to help people, and I hope that can continue. For CBS Mornings, I'm Lee Cowan in Los Angeles. The Book of Animal Secrets is out tomorrow wherever you like to buy your books. They're talking about never forgetting there at the end. Something to remember about Dr. Agus is he is a fantastic doctor. That's what got him on television and writing books in the first place. He is a terrific practitioner. Mm -hmm. When my friend got cancer, the person I called first was Dr. Agus for advice and for help. And I thank him for that. And that's what a lot of people feel when they hear the name Dr. Agus. It's well nice respected. To, yeah. I was going to say nice to hear from him since that. Um, I know he's always been a, a big contributor on Weekend News and always made himself available. Yeah, and him, him, him taking up some responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Talk the table coming up. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person and I appreciate you. And I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, 
the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. A gifting moment is always around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Gift easy with Gift Mode on Etsy. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome back to CBS Mornings. It's time to bring you some of the stories that are the talk of the table this morning. Jerika, you are kicking it off for us. Okay, so I have something pretty cool. The talk of the table, Oxford's 2023 Word of the Year. It's something I think everybody here has a little bit of. It's called Riz. Gen Z has made this word popular. Riz is defined as style. Charm, attractiveness, or the ability to attract a romantic partner. Okay. It's another word for charisma. Shout out to my girl, Charisma. She had a birthday this weekend. We okay. call her Rizzy. Oh, so anyway, really? Yeah, yeah, Riz. So we want to show you a visual presentation of a person <laughs> oh, with man. Riz. Take some notes. Say what? All right, I'm sorry, though. I'm going to the game with somebody else. Not anymore. Besides, what, you think you left your purse at my place by accident? No, subconsciously, <laughs> you are dying to take me to that game. Denying your subconscious <laughs> desires is extremely dangerous to your health, young lady. Does that psychobabble really work on anybody? You tell me. We borrowed that from the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. What? Riz beat out other contenders for words like the year, word of the year, like situationship, eh. de-influencing, huh? and swifty. Okay. I was talking Solid. to Wendy, one of our producers. Do you remember having these kind of conversations in the 90s or early aughts? I'm about flirting? Yeah. No, just these words that are oh. coming out. Like, did we have Jiggy? Did we have, uh, like... Well, they what? Defined, they didn't I mean, recognize our slang okay. in the 90s. Yeah, I don't think wasn't so. wasn't getting dictionary respect. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> getting the Oxford people. Weren't, they weren't knocking that. on the door and being like, what are you kids using in there? Yeah, What's but the Riz, is, it's, it's a strong word. I like that word. Because I have teenagers at the house. They all throw that word around. But it's, oh, it's just, okay. I mean, you pointed out something that I should have realized, but so is it short for charisma, Riz, the back end I of it? I think so. It's so funny. It's basically like, having a little game, spitting some game. So really, it's not its own word. It's a subset of a word that exists already. Okay. All right, You're Tony, come on. Pull it out of the dictionary. Okay. Oh, Tony. Cross it out. I'm going to rip that page out. <laughs> rip the you are oh, the non-resort. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> My talk of the table, allow me to redeem myself. 14.8 million people have spent their time watching a video that makes them question reality. It's a video of a woman in a state that will go on mention because we don't know what it is, feeding her chickens. And then something crazy happens. Take a look. Hello, chicky chickies. Hi, babies. Oh, goodness. Where y'all going? Where are you going? (laughs) You ready for some grubs? Let's go. 
It's grab time. Um, what the f Why are they all not moving? Chickens! Chicky chickies! Why are y'all not moving? All right, Dr. Drika, Dr. Nate. Yo, <laughs> what's your theory? What's going on here? Aliens? But, no. got, I don't so know if that's real. Explain it to me. Do you have an explanation? I do have an explanation. Oh, please. Yeah. All right, so right. I'm shook right now. Your answer is aliens, and yours is... Uh, I don't think it's It's real. an editing trick. I yeah, think you think so. So apparently, uh, and now that I remember back to Jurassic Park, I think this is true for uh, T-Rexes as well. Uh, when chickens see a hawk oh. in the sky, oh. they freeze because the hawk doesn't see that well, like a T-Rex, unless the thing is moving. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, and so... Uh, uh, the, what's her name here? Uh, Brianna Antoinette's husband mm. spotted the hawk and explained to her, he grew up on a farm apparently, that that's gotcha. why they freeze. Then I did some additional Googling and can okay. confirm chickens do this. Okay, I was shook for a second. And I like I was, her response. I was rattled as well. <laughs> her response was, was well. apropos. Yeah. I think what her the? response is what? right on. Yeah. yeah it's the title of the scientific paper. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, um, so my talk at the table is a video any parent can relate to. It's a mom in Minnesota. She was making Christmas cookies with mm. her kids, right? Normal holiday stuff. When she walked away for only a moment, and then she came back to this. So, yeah, they got into the cocoa. It's really nice. Oh. I love that. Oh. So she says the toddler's older brother dumped an entire container of cocoa on his baby brother's head. He's not angry. Um, looks he like. was caked with cocoa from head to toe with all the boogers and slobber to oh, go along with it. The, the mom posted a video saying, I was wanting to make memories with them. And instead, they gave me the memories. I love that. I think we all can relate. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. been there. He's I've in love there. with the cocoa. I'll dump the cocoa <laughs> on my head. It's, it's <laughs> terrific. It's tasty. Is yeah. that a song? It is a song. Okay. okay. Is it? Internet sensation Amelia de Moldenberg. The comedian is the creator and host of the viral interview series Chicken Shop Date. Here's a look at her latest date with pop icon Cher. Do you believe in conspiracies? You mean something that's completely not true? Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? I can't say. Do you believe in aliens? All the info isn't in on that, is it? Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> yeah, but it's rough. Great question. Moldenberg has been hosting her show now for nearly 10 years. She spoke with our Anthony Mason in London about running her own production company, her rise to fame, and her dream final date. So is this a proper date? Yep, this is a date. So then... Don't worry, I've paid already. Oh, cool, that's nice. In her YouTube series, Chicken Shop Date. For the X-Men, uh -huh. was it true that you had to be painted naked mm -hmm. every day? Yeah. Do you have any other kinks? <laughs> no, just the one. Amelia de Moldenberg yeah. has a knack for creating viral moments. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure. I almost see it more of like a comedy series than an interview series, in a way. Do you fancy me? I don't know. <laughs> Shot in chicken shops around London. Can you cook? No. Ooh. Not to worry. Can you? No. Ah, to worry. <laughs> Her dates draw millions of views for the 29-year-old interviewer. You seem to know that part very well. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I th thank you for saying that. I like the gems on your teeth. 
They're not gems, they're diamonds, but... Oh, sorry. As soon as I'm in the shop, then I'm sort of like, okay, it's time to be uh, the girl from Chicken Shop Date. And... Um, who is that girl? Who is she? Well, it's like an exaggeration of me. Yeah. Um, I'm probably a bit more serious in real life. Um, and maybe not as awkward. I heard you don't have a phone. I don't have a phone. So how do you um, sext? Wow. Um... You've kind of elevated awkwardness to an art form. Oh, thank you. Wow. Can I get that <laughs> writing? I'll put that everywhere. So I've always found awkwardness to be quite charming. And disarming. And disarming. Yeah. Awkwardness is a part of life. Yeah. It, it, it happens every day, yeah. um, especially if you're British. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite meta. This is kind of like high art. Well, dating me is an art. Matty Healy, frontman of the band The 1975, created his own awkward moment. Let's kiss, for real, right now. No. I can't reach. I never thought that he would try and kiss me over the table. It's pathetic. You look somewhat disgusted. I was more like... Um, surprised and then I thought oh my god how am I gonna play this and I thought I obviously can't kiss him um, so you didn't I have a lot of time to make a decision I didn't I had a split second which is why I thrive under pressure it seems and so uh, I kissed him on the forehead which I think was the absolutely right decision I like it when people sort of surprise me at my yeah. own game growing up in London de Moldenberg dreamed of being the editor of Vogue where did that um, <laughs> come from uh, I was just obsessed with reading fashion magazines. Okay. I actually blame uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley um, for making me such an ambitious child because they really had it all and I wanted to do it all too. At Central St. Martin's University, she studied fashion journalism. I had a scrapbook yeah. and I would literally pull bits out, stick it into my scrapbook yeah. and I would write honestly the most critical comments yeah. like i'd be i was so brutal she was 17 when she conceived chicken shop date first for a youth club magazine then on youtube do you think i'm gonna go to any more dates in the chicken shop uh maybe i might go back with you because you're a cheap date <laughs> she has a team behind her now but is still her own boss the weight is on your shoulders and that has often filled me with a lot of worry um, How do you deal with that worry? Oh, I mean, uh, I, uh, I talk to my sister a lot. Yeah. And my... What does she tell you? Well, she just says, tells me to calm down. Um, does that of, work? Most of the time. Yeah, it does, because she's very level-headed. And so I'll sort of like word vomit all of my anxieties, being like, I don't know if they're going to turn up. Um, uh, like, do you think this question is okay to ask? And you look golden. I love this outfit. Thank you. I am golden for the golden glow. Lately, de Moldenberg is in demand on red carpets. Hi, Barbie. She hosted Hi, Barbie. at the Barbie premiere. Do you have any advice mm. on how to find a Ken? Mm. I mean, a Ken really should find you. My it's, job uh, is interviewing celebrities. We're better to find them than on a red carpet. You yeah. know, there's just an influx of them. It's there. a conveyor just, belt of it's, them. It's literally a conveyor belt of celebrities. So for me, that's my dream. I mean, like, wow, I couldn't think of a better place to stand for yeah. four hours in heels. Well, you got your Andrew Garfield moment and it turned out to be a big one. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm asking that right now. <laughs> but you do date a lot of people. Yeah, Which, and? Oh, no, it's wonderful. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like less special, I guess. No way, you are the most special. Their flirty exchanges have racked up tens of millions of views online. I'm really happy that it gave so many people um, 
Put a smile on people's faces. <laughs> I only ever want to see you. What? A, on like a, on a, on a, that's not the what? end of the sentence. That's not the end of the sentence. After years of chasing the stars, now they're coming to her. But de Moldenberg is still waiting for her dream date, Drake. If that happens, is that the sort of mic drop moment on mm -hmm. Chicken Shop Day? I think so. I think it would be an amazing moment to end on. He's actually offered you dates before, but not in a chicken shop. No, and I'm playing hard to get, so you know, you gotta keep them on the toes. Well, he wanted to do, uh, to film in, in other countries. It was like Sweden or something. Sweden, yes. Yeah. And I said it has to be, it has to be in the UK, you know, we have to do the real deal. There's not many people that would turn down even a date in Sweden with Drake. I know, it's true, but I just think that like, it needs to, we need to keep it authentic. So for me, it was important that we did it in a uh, local chicken shop. And he agreed. <laughs> I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that's so impressive about her. She came up with this concept, you know, when she was 17. Mm -hmm. She stuck to it. She believed in it. She was offered, she was offered to, people offered to buy it from her. She, sure. you know, and she turned them down. Wow. And she said, I was really tempted because I needed more money to make the shows. But in the end, I kept creative control, which is the most important thing mm -hmm. to her. And I think it's why she's been so successful. Well, being a food, per <clears throat> being a food person, I was wondering what the best chicken shop is for ah. in the UK. Well, she goes to all the different all ones, and none of them are fancy, I can tell you that. I mean, you look at Cher Cher's face on this new clip that came out. She clearly had, you know, wasn't exactly <laughs> excited about being in a chicken shop. Yeah, wow. yeah, I love it, man. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. Last night marked the 46th annual Kennedy Center Honors, which will air on CBS December 27th. It's always an iconic group, and this year is no exception. We've got singer Dionne Warwick, comedian Billy Crystal, hip-hop artist and actor Queen Latifah, opera performer Renee Fleming, and singer-songwriter Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. The show also featured some star-studded tributes, and it's always fun to see who turns up. Here's a look at the big event. I say a little prep for you. This year's Kennedy Center Honors began with recognition for music legend Dionne Warwick, including a performance of her classic I Say a Little Prayer by 2022 honoree Gladys Knight. I love you so, my sister. Producer Clive Davis, a longtime collaborator of Warwick's, heralded her as someone whose talent was simply undeniable. The lexicon of her hits is as great and as deep as any artist who has ever recorded. Comic relief lets you show off your talents, riding a horse while you battle Jack Powell. 2018 honoree Lin-Manuel Miranda launched the tributes to comedian and actor Billy Crystal by channeling Crystal's nine times hosting the Academy Awards. Making us laugh on that show with three letters, courting Meg Ryan in cable knit sweaters. And Meg Ryan didn't miss a chance to roast her when Harry met Sally co-star over that one famous scene. I've actually never been around anyone who made faking an orgasm easier. As we celebrate 50 years of hip-hop, Queen Latifah became the first female rapper to receive Kennedy Center honors with the musical tribute For the Ages, featuring other greats like Yo-Yo, MC Light, and Moni Love. Plus, a touching speech from another hip-hop giant, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Missy Elliott. But what Latifah has taught us, Queen Latifah, forgive me, is unity, to believe in yourself, 
and to love a black woman from infinity to infinity. Internationally acclaimed opera singer Renee Fleming, known as America's Soprano, was also recognized Sunday with a vocal quartet performing an aria for which she became famous, Song to the Moon. Rounding out the honorees was the last surviving Bee Gee, Barry Gibb, who also wrote numerous chart-topping hits for other prominent artists, including fellow honoree Dionne Warwick. And the ceremony ended with a mashup of Gibb's greatest hits, performed by Academy Award winner Ariana DeBose. Right? I mean, wow, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, uh, you know, every year we interview the honorees. Right. This year I got to interview Dionne Warwick. Nice. We went to where she was born and raised, East Orange, New Jersey, to her high to her middle school. Yeah. And she had such, like, wonderful memories of her time yeah. at the top of the charts. So I can't wait to share that. The Warwick tree of talent is incredible. I know. Really but is. all the honorees, all amazing. Uh, all right. The full Kennedy Center Honor Show will air Wednesday, December 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on CBS and stream on Paramount+. Plus. And we do thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow in your feed and Monday through Friday on your local CBS stations starting at 7 a.m. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic full of sex appeal and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.